Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome today to the program. We are going back into yesteryear once again uh, with the teaching that I gave in 2001 and the title of it, And Took It Away. And we're talking today about what Jesus has done at the cross, uh, this great series that we've been bringing back since January the 9th. We've been working on this since the very, very first part of the year. And there are many reasons why. One of the greatest reasons, I suppose, is just simply the fact that there are so many people today who do not have an understanding of what actually happened at the cross of Christ. Now listen to me. In 30-minute programs, and actually there's about uh, 21, 22 minutes of teaching uh, on this particular uh, telecast. Uh, this is audio that came from television programs in 2001. Uh, that we did right here uh, at our headquarters in Traverse City, Michigan. And of course, we air on Up North 2, uh, Up North TV, which goes out all over, all the way up across the bridge into the Upper Peninsula and all the way down below Cadillac. So we've got a lot of uh, those of you who are Michiganders know that that's quite a coverage area. And um, these were telecast <coughs> that were taped right here and then uh, aired over TV probably two or three times uh, in the course of the years. We try to air all of our programs. I think we have almost 300 programs now that we have taped, and we try to air them all uh, at least twice. And uh, some of them have aired more than twice. But <clears throat> we need to understand what Jesus did at the cross. We need to understand uh, the great benefits that we have uh, as believers in Christ, as followers of Christ, Christ followers. Uh, we actually have a position because of what Jesus did. Jesus paid it all, the old song says. We enter into it by faith. And so today uh, we will go back again into this uh, and I pray that it's a blessing to you as we continue our teaching on the message of the cross. A couple of occasions before, many of the notes that we're using for these telecasts comes from the Jimmy Swagger Bible commentary on the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 2, verses uh, 14 and 15. And let's read those two verses right now uh, as our foundation text. Uh, we've been reading the 13th verse also this week. We will omit that verse, and we will read Colossians 2, 14 and 15. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us. And we've done our best to explain that in previous broadcasts, and I, I pray that you uh, have taped the program so that you can go over them uh, again and again and again. Uh, and... Uh, get an understanding of what we tried to say there. He blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. In other words, when the believing sinner properly places his or her faith in what Jesus did at Calvary, the law in respect to that believer, is nailed to the cross of Calvary with Christ. And we've explained to you how proper faith on our part 
will uh, God will upon that faith being properly placed, God will credit us as righteous. Amen. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a shoe of them openly, triumphing over them in it, or in other words, in the cross. <clears throat> now let's look at the phrase today, and took it out of the way. And that's in that 14th verse. And took it, took the law out of the way. Let's talk today for a few moments about the removal of the law. The removing of the law. Um, this phrase actually refers to the penalty of the law. Hallelujah. You see, in Christ, God takes away the penalty of the broken law. Oh, hallelujah. As we've said, that penalty was death. The Bible says, let's, let's read it in Romans chapter 6. We'll turn there quickly and we'll read it. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I mean, not through a particular church, not through a particular denomination, not through a particular preacher. The gift of God does not come through good works, through proper conduct. The gift of God is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now to be sure, proper faith will always produce in the believer proper conduct and proper works but it will be a production of the Holy Spirit. And if, if you were watching us several weeks back, we aired four programs on the sanctification process, and we called it the God kind of faith, because uh, uh, there are some groups today, uh, the Word of Faith movement being one of them, that uh, talks a lot about the God kind of faith, and we wanted to show you from the Bible what is the real God kind of faith, and that pertains to the cross of Christ. Amen. So this uh, penalty, this legal bond that was contrary to us, God removed it. He removed the death penalty. Amen? Blotting out, the, the, the phrase blotting out means that it was smeared out. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The death penalty, the penalty for sin was smeared out by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Since Christ died, and since we are dead with Him by baptism into His death. Therefore, uh, the IOU, the sin debt, is no longer valid. Our death with Christ on the cross releases us from the obligation. Isn't that beautiful? Remember I told you that in the mind of God, when Jesus hung on the cross, you and I hung there with Him in the mind of God. Now that only becomes effective to me if I put my faith in it, in what Christ did at Calvary. Okay? And I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins by turning unto Christ. I properly place my faith in what Jesus Christ did at the cross, which guarantees me the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. Hence, I'm dead to sin. I'm alive unto God through Jesus Christ my Lord. Hence, I am released from the obligation of the law. You see, Christ is the propitiation. 
Christ is the appeasing sacrifice for our sin debt. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. Let's go to the book of Romans and let's read chapter 3, uh, verse 24 and 25. Romans chapter 3, verses 24 and 25, uh, the Bible says this. Well, let's, let's, go, let's read yeah, 23, 24, and 25. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. That's good gospel news. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You see, we are in Christ. In the mind of God. He died, we died. He was buried, we were buried. He rose, we rose. We're in Christ today. Positionally speaking, seated at the very right hand of God in the heavenlies, praise God. How? By faith. It says, justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation, an appeasing sacrifice through faith in His blood. Faith in His blood. Hallelujah. I want you to know today you're listening to a preacher that still believes in the power of the blood of Jesus. Power, power, wonder-working power. There's power in the blood. Oh, hallelujah. What can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Nothing, 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 nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I still like those old songs. They just about quit singing them in most churches today. But I still love the old songs. They are very rich with great theological truths. And the neighbor today, our hope is in the blood. Amen. Our salvation is in the blood. Hallelujah. Our victory is in the blood. Our power is in the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed upon the cross of Calvary. Glory be to God and the Lamb forever. Hallelujah. God has set, set Jesus Christ forth to be an appeasing sacrifice through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Amen? Now listen, I want to tell you something. God spoke the world into existence, but God could not speak redemption into existence. God could not take away the death penalty of the law by fiat or decree. He could not remove it with His Word. Every iota of the debt of the law owed to God by man had to be paid. Just as today, every sin that you and I commit has to be paid for. So, glory to God. Are you ready for this? So God paid it Himself through the death of His only Son Jesus upon the cross. I mean, this is what Jesus did at the cross. This, this represents, ladies and gentlemen, the greatest act of love the world has ever known. Hallelujah. Or ever shall know. 
the greatest act of love the world has ever known or ever shall know was when Jesus, that infamous day 2,000 years ago, hung and died on the cross of Calvary so that mankind could go free. Hallelujah to the Lamb forever. It's impossible for us to really know exactly what went into those words and took it away. That's the phrase we're dealing with from our foundation scripture. Our intellect cannot even begin to grasp its connotations. We just can't comprehend the greatness of this great message of the cross. That the Lord would do such a thing for, for those who hated Him. Amen. Even, the Bible says, when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Praise the Lord. And it tells us what he did when he took it out. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> when he took it out of the way, he nailed it to the cross. The law, with all of its decrees, was abolished in Christ's death. It was crucified with him. It's no longer in the midst, it's no longer in the foreground. It's no longer the debtor's obligation. Hallelujah. The law is no longer ever before us continually embarrassing and harassing us if we will believe. If we will believe. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, which is what we deserve, but we will not perish, but have everlasting life. But the requirement is to believe in Christ. To place our faith in what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary. Praise God. Amen. The burden and the penalty of sin has been laid on Jesus Christ and borne by Him on the cross. And that's the good news of the Gospel. Amen. In a deep, mysterious, but most real identification of Himself with the whole race of man. You see, Jesus identified Himself with all of us. The atonement is not a limited atonement. It is an unlimited atonement. The Bible says whosoever will may come. Amen. He identified himself. Jesus literally became the representative man. He not only himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses by the might of his sympathy and the reality of his manhood, but the Lord also made to come upon him the iniquity of us all. He was our representative, and he was our substitute. Jesus Christ was the representative man, and he was substitute man. Okay? Again, this is what Jesus did 
on the cross. Hallelujah for Calvary today. Jesus, the Lamb of God, willingly accepted the load and the burden of the iniquity of us all. And He bore our sins away. Hallelujah. By paying their penalty. This is not a mere philosophy. This is so much more than the, the ramblings of Socrates, Aristotle, or Plato. This is the fact of the cross. This is reality, beloved. You can be saved today. Glory be to God by the mighty power of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. This is the very heart of the gospel. Amen. Christ's cross is the end of the law as ceremonial. The whole elaborate ritual that the Jewish people had for its sacrifice and its vital center, uh, it was a prediction of this greatest sacrifice for the purpose of taking away the sins of the world. The ceremonies no longer exist. They don't need to because the real offering, the real sinless sacrifice has come. Amen. And it was Jesus Christ being hung on the cross and when we place our faith in that, He bears away our sin. Amen. He bears away our sin. The sacrifices of the Old Covenant were only shadows that pointed to the reality of what was to come, which was Christ. You see, Jesus Christ is not only the representative man, substitute man, but He's also the true sacrifice. Let's say that again. Jesus Christ is the true sacrifice. Jesus Christ is the true church, the true man, and the true Israel. Praise the Lord. And I don't have time to explain all that today, but what I'm trying to get you to understand, beloved, is that everything in this, everything in this universe revolves around Jesus Christ. And, specifically, what He did at the cross. You see, let me see if I've got time to explain it today. Jesus simply performing His miracles alone, that wouldn't have saved anyone. Jesus just simply walking the earth wouldn't have saved anyone. Jesus opening blinded eyes and unstopping deaf ears wouldn't have saved anyone. You see, it's the Jesus of the cross that brings salvation. Amen? It's, it's the Jesus of Calvary. It's the finished work. That's the Gospel. Amen. And that's what we're uh, here dealing with as we're talking about what Jesus did at the cross. And this is our fourth program now. Praise the Lord. And, and, and we're probably going to have several more on this particular uh, topic. Um, in light of everything we said, and, and to recap it all would be impossible, like I say, I, I hope that you have uh, been following along each week. I hope you've been, uh, it's a series, 
So if you try to pick it up in the middle, you're not going to have a, a clear understanding of what we're saying. But in light of everything that we've said, we've talked about how Jesus hung on, Cal- on Calvary's cross, how uh, He did away, in effect, He brought an end to the law at the cross. But does this mean that the Christian has no more moral obligation toward the moral law? Is that what it means? You see, Christ's cross is not only the end of the law as ceremonial, but it is also the end of the law as the moral rule. Now listen. Nothing in Paul's writings restricts it only to the ceremony of the law. However, in, in, in me saying that and bringing that to you today, that does not mean that you as a Christian are free from the obligations of morality. Far from it. In reality, the Holy Spirit will lead you into far greater depths of morality than the written code ever could. And that's the point. You see, at the end of my road, there is a stop sign. And and it says in big letters, S-T-O-P, stop. But you see, that sign, that law, has no power to make me stop my automobile. Okay? I have a choice to make. So am I going to yield to the sign? Is there something within me that is producing S-T-O-P? Stop! Hallelujah. If there is, I'm going to stop. If I'm a rebel, I'm going to sail right through the intersection and possibly get killed in doing so. This is the way it is, beloved, with the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. No. We do not look to the law today for the moral standard. We look to the Holy Spirit for the moral standard. But the Holy Spirit will always fulfill the law. In us, though. In us. The the Holy Spirit writes God's law on our hearts. And it becomes an outflow of our living. Amen? Now how can we have that going on in our life? Simply by placing your faith in the finished work of Christ upon the cross. That's it. Simply by faith in the finished work on the cross. That will guarantee you the help and the activity of the Holy Spirit of God. We are not bound by the things contained in the law. But those things will be done because, in fact, they have already been done in Christ, and that's where we are. So we identify with Christ, we keep the law. But we keep it by the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's not, it's not a drudgery to do it. Amen. Now, next week, when we come back again, we want to pick up a little more with that particular question, uh, about what responsibility do we have to the moral law and how is the law fulfilled in and through our lives. In and through our lives. Amen. Father, I pray that you...
We have indeed. All our sins and dreams he wants to bear. What an awesome privilege to leave him. Every single thing to God in prayer. All at peace, we often forfeit. Sometimes needless pain we bear. We just don't care. Everything to our God in prayer. Now are you weak and heavy laden? Are you right now today cumbered with a heavy load of care? Jesus Christ is still our refuge, and you can take it all together in prayer. Now you know you'll never find a friend so faithful. He wants to bear. In his precious arms, he'll take and shield you. And you'll find peace and deliverance and safety there.